Welcome into another podcast episode. Today is Wednesday, October 13th. We're so excited about this podcast. It's an important topic. It's one we really haven't discussed much. I look back at all of our WeatherWise podcasts and we haven't discussed it in detail. So it's an important topic. We're going to get right to it. Uh, I am meteorologist Daniel Johnson alongside meteorologist Sloan Haynes. How are you doing Sloan? I'm good. Good. How are you? Good to see you. Um, an important topic here, but before okay. I tell everyone what the topic is... Wait, can I ask my trivia question first? You have a trivia question? I do have I a have trivia, a trivia qu- question. Okay, but mine doesn't relate to the topic, so okay. I think I should just ask it. I'll give everybody a little pause and they okay. can think about the answer. Right. You can't answer, you know, the answer to the question, Daniel. Okay, I won't okay? answer it. Go ahead. So, this week is a very special week. Somebody is celebrating their birthday. Can we guess whose birthday it is? It's one of the two of us. My birthday's <laughs> in January. I'll pause. So it's not you. No, it's not me. It's Daniel. <laughs> it is. Yes, it's my birthday week. I actually, um, I'm, I'm turning 35. I just said that. 25. 25, right, right, yes. 25. <clears throat> yes. Uh, tomorrow, October 14th. So I'm very excited. For that, thank you, Sloan, for that little trivia Happy question. Happy early birthday. Thank you very much. So speaking of trivia, Sloan had the first one. I get the second trivia question, and this one is related to our WeatherWise podcast topic. So here we go. I'm going to pause as well at the end so you guys have a chance to answer. So here we go. Can we have significant flooding without any rain in the forecast or any rain nearby or within uh, the past you know, several days. So the answer is yes, of course. And that flooding is uh, coastal flooding. And that's one way that we can have flooding without any rain. And for areas that are surrounded by water or nearly surrounded by water, like here on the Delmarva Peninsula, that's a very important topic and something that we go through almost every year. Uh, We see this uh, problem, especially low-lying areas, areas right at sea level, Mm -hmm. Um, places just very close to either the ocean, the bay, or rivers, uh, different locations near water. Especially those bayside communities, we do see that people might be able to, you know, put their boat down right in their backyard. Those are areas you typically see some flooding in, especially when we're talking about coastal flooding being pushed on shore. And that's what Daniel's talking about. No rain in the forecast. The water's moving on shore. This is something, I mean, it's still hurricane season. This is something we talk about with these tropical systems too, is that they could be out at sea, but still influencing our storm surge risk, still influencing our surf risk and everything. So even if, you know, it's not raining here, something else could be influencing our weather and explaining why we're seeing that coastal flooding. Because we didn't get a lot of rain over the weekend, so not enough to raise our concerns for flooding. Right. And this goes to prove that my father is wrong. Never thought I'd say that on podcast. <laughs> um, but my dad always jokes with me and he's like, who needs a meteorologist? Just look out your window, blah, blah, blah. And you can see what the weather is like. And of course, he's messing with me, at least I think. Um, <laughs> but what you just said is a, a, is a perfect point. Meteorologists, you can't just, you know, look out the window and say, hey, it's raining. All right, I'm going to grab an umbrella. Yes, you can do that, of course. Um, but, you know, we're there to let you know ahead of time. When it comes to flooding, floods can come up on you quickly. Floods can happen even on sunny, nice days. So it might be too late if you're looking out the window and your car's floating down the road mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, what do I do now? So um, it's important to know because we're monitoring not only the atmosphere 
in terms of, you know, clouds, rain, snow, and stuff like that, but we're also monitoring the water. Um, there's a title called hydrometeorologist. Mm -hmm. um, there are meteorologists who specifically forecast just the water. So there's so much that goes into our job, and the water is an important part of it. And anytime you live near water, you need to monitor, you know, the, the sea level or the water level the water levels because they can fluctuate and change but what is it that really causes that flooding mm -hmm. so if it's a sunny day why one day i can have flooding in my backyard if i'm a coastal you know if i live in a coastal location and then the next day not so what was the setup we had this weekend if you want to talk a little yeah. bit about that so this is what um the national weather service put out on sunday what they wrote and I, you know, they're listing all the factors here that we had influencing our weather over the weekend through Monday. So a combination of king tides, high pressure northeast of the area and low pressure off the coast will result in widespread minor to moderate tidal flooding flooding through Monday. And that is the setup we had even on Monday. Still, we had high pressure over the northeast of the United States. We had really two low pressure systems off the coast from us. Um, there was also there was one off the coast of the Carolinas, one a little further north southeast of New England. And that was our setup we had as we finish out the weekend heading into the beginning of this work week. And that's what set up the possibility for some flooding because we did have that easterly northeasterly flow pushing that water onto that's Delmarva. That's what does it. Yeah. We had, you know, that's all, not only influenced by those low pressure systems off the coast because, and then we had that high pressure system bringing us these northeasterly winds. So that was helping guide some water onto, mm -hmm. onshore and that was a setup for that. But something else that I had learned about, I was researching our topic was the king tides. Yeah. Something that Ulysses, I know, has mentioned before in his tides uh, weather tidbits, but what is a king tide? Well, it's the highest predicted high tide of the year at a coastal location. So most coastal areas have their highest tide prediction for the year. We learned earlier, remember Ulysses said he saw something online where it was just to Florida, but it's not just to Florida. And he was the first person to be like, no, that's wrong. He's like, <laughs> everybody has it. We have it here on Delmarva. Yeah. So a king tide, again, it's the highest forecasted tide of the year. So we already had these high tides. We had this easterly flow. So that was just only going to cause more water to make its way onto Delmarva. Yeah, and when you think of King Tide, think, I mean, it's a good name for it, I guess. It just makes you think King, you know, mm -hmm. something that's big oh, or yeah. that can the really... The highest level. The highest level, exactly. And King Tides go above where the normal high mm -hmm. tide goes, and it typically goes above what maybe a typical coastal flooding day could bring you. So these tides, you know, they can be dangerous. And, and we, we're going to go over the categories of them mm -hmm. soon, but there's different categories, minor, moderate, yeah. major coastal flooding. We'll go over those. We're going to go over the different advisories, the warnings that are issued and what those mean too. And just to know ahead of time, because yeah. again, that's a good thing to know if a warning is issued, you'll know what mm -hmm. to do to prepare. And yeah, you mentioned the king tide um, being you know, the highest high tide of the year at that coastal location. We were getting a lot of pictures in to the mm -hmm. Weather Center this past weekend in Crisfield. That's one of our low-lying areas that borders uh, the water in Somerset County. Uh, we had a lot of flooded roadways down there in Crisfield. Uh, Cambridge sees flooding. Mm -hmm. uh, Bishop's, Bishop's Head sees yeah. flooding. Ocean City, oh man, the inlet yeah. in Ocean City was 
part of it underwater. Somerset County had a school delay Monday morning because of flooding in the area. So I saw that. They had a two-hour um, school delay because of it. So yeah. this does influence day-to-day -day lives. Absolutely. So again, Crisfield's one of those vulnerable areas mm -hmm. in Somerset County, and that's why the county likely had that delay uh, because of the flooding in the Crisfield area um, primarily. Um, but there are other locations too mm -hmm. in the county. Um, so yeah, flooding not only from the Chesapeake Bay or the Choptank River or from the Wicomico River or from the Atlantic Ocean or the Delaware Bay. So we're surrounded by so much water. And Sloan mentioned the setup, a coastal low. You know, it was hanging off the coast. Then we had a high pressure just north of that. We were stuck between those two pressure systems. And if anybody that listens to our WeatherWise podcast also watches us on the news, you would have heard me mention last week that because we're stuck between those two pressure systems, it's kind of a tunneling effect. It's like mm -hmm. you're stuck between two tall buildings. The winds are stronger between buildings, right? Yeah. Than just out in the open. So imagine that high and low is two buildings and then Delmarva stuck between those. Mm -hmm. So the winds were a bit breezy. They were strong at times this weekend. And the thing is, it was so persistent. It was day after day of an east and northeast wind. Mm -hmm. And when you have winds coming off the ocean day after day, with a breeze, I mean, that's going to push all that water mm -hmm. onto land. Yeah. And that's what we had. And something um, I found online was speaking of this water making its way onto land, um, we have those hydrologists, those meteorologists who work at the National Weather Service. It's actually an equation they use to determine, um, you know, if water is at a normal level, if normal is above average, if it hasn't moves onto land. So things that they consider for total water level are storm surge, tides, wave run up and set up and fresh water flow. So these are all things that they're considering when they're taking a look at um, this water making its way on to land. Now, not all of these factors might be present, but that is just the factors that they generally look at to determine the total water level for an area, which I thought was interesting. You know, they're taking into account all of this. We're seeing these high tides. We're seeing this northeasterly, easterly flow. Mm -hmm. That really hasn't been giving us the best weather, I will say. True. Monday, not the biggest fan of what we were having. It's, 60s for highs. Yeah, the part drizzle. where you can't turn the windshield wipers on all the way. That That's my biggest You can't set peeve. it right. You no, can't you're hitting it yourself. <laughs> you're your own timer. Yeah. So the weather wasn't nice, but then again, it was just spitting outside. It wasn't yeah. enough rain for us to be like, flooding is a concern for us to say this is because of the rain. There was other mm -hmm. factors involved, and that's why we had those coastal flood advisories, coastal flood warnings in effect for the area. Right. And uh, hydrologist. I think I called it hydrometeorologist earlier. Uh, anyway. I've heard them be called that yeah, before. Yeah, same thing. Um, so, yeah, a lot of the hydrologists work for the National Weather Service. There's a lot of them there that, you know, do certain studies on floods. So... Should we go over the thresholds? Um, we can talk about minor, moderate, mm -hmm. major, um, yeah. and just the difference between each kind. So the yeah. first one is, you know, we have the minor flooding, uh, which, you know, you can get a coastal flood advisory for, and that's typical shallow flooding. You know, some streets become covered um, in water. They become a bit vulnerable, um, especially those roads that are up against, you know, the waterfront or the shoreline. And that's just a general low threat to property damage, but it could be up to one foot of inundation uh, in vulnerable areas. So a foot of flooding um, above normal, mm -hmm. um, where it typically goes during high tides is what can cause that minor flooding. And, um, you know, again, just a few shoreline roadways can be 
you know, covered in road, uh, covered in water, but shallow flooding. Um, and you can even get beach erosion. I mean, that's another concern, you know, with flooding, with water pushing on shore and pushing inland, it's going to mess up the mm -hmm. coastline, the beach a little bit. Um, and there's going to be some erosion. So yeah. we'll have to watch the dunes as well, because mm. usually the dunes aren't too impacted with minor flooding, but it's definitely a possibility. And Usually with minor, fl minor flooding, we either get a coastal flood statement, just letting people know that this could be a nuisance. Um, and a lot of the time they call it nuisance flooding. Um, or they can issue a coastal flood advisory. Mm -hmm. So, And that's what we had in effect through uh, Monday for our beaches, for Maryland right. beaches in Accomack County. They were under the More advisory. so minor flooding. Yeah, minor flooding for the beaches. Right. But the next level is a moderate level, which the hazard for that will be widespread flooding of vulnerable areas will result in an elevated threat of property damage. And for this one, about two, one to two feet of inundation, primarily in shoreline and vulnerable areas. So still highlighting those vulnerable areas, those coastal communities, bayside areas, places along the beach and everything. And generally with this, I mean, this is enough water to make it undrivable. Yep. You shouldn't be driving through this. Um, this is, you know, damage to the first floor of your house. Probably you'll have some water coming in and that's not a lot of fun to clean up after. So this will be damage to, you know, the land around you and even possibly your home if you live in a vulnerable area. Now, inundation of roads and low lying property near the waterfront. So if you're watching Monday morning, I was letting everybody know, you know, be aware of those road conditions out there because it only takes a few inches to float a car, only a few inches for driving to be unsafe and flooding will extend along tidal rivers and creeks, resulting in some road closures, flooding of vehicles and some properties. So again, vehicles can also be flooded um, with water like this. And then in this case, severe beach erosion and considerable erosion of dunes. So in this case, yeah. those dunes will be damaged, especially during long duration events. Yeah, and just a reminder, I mean, people might think, hey, we're in Salisbury, you know, we're in the middle of the peninsula, you know, we're not near a big bay or the ocean, but we're near the Wicomico River, mm -hmm. and the Wicomico River overflows its banks a lot, especially mm -hmm. the street right where Brew River is. Yes. I mean, that floods all the time. I mean, that they shut the down the river. That was the first time I've ever been down that way. Yeah. Uh, morning and Gardena and I had to go to a charity event held at Brew River, and it had just been a day where we just, I think we got over an inch and a half of rain that day. And I was just watching all these people driving through this. They drive flooded, through it all the time. And my heart was just like, yeah. I was like, I need to go out there and put a sign out there. So it's like, do not drive. Yeah. But you know, that's what we see a lot of people putting out those yeah. road closure signs with mm -hmm. coastal flooding. Yeah, and that can happen, you know, with rain and it can happen without rain. Mm -hmm. It really depends on that wind, the, the wind direction and, you know, what's going on. But I've seen some bad flooding on that on that road. Uh, then we have major flood, uh, major flooding, which is severe flooding that will cause extensive inundation and flooding of numerous roads and buildings, resulting in significant threat to property and life. And that's when you get two to three feet or more of water inundation. So this is when, you know, cars could start to float away in some spots, water flooding into people's houses, uh, numerous roads impassable, and cars could be submerged Evacuations likely necessary uh, when you have severe flooding mm -hmm. like that. And the fl flood waters may actually extend well inland. So that's when it gets quite dangerous. And uh, again, coastal flood warnings likely issued, well, will be issued <laughs> uh, for flooding like that. So 
Those are the three main thresholds that we look at, minor, moderate, and major. And for us, this past weekend was mostly minor to mm -hmm. moderate flooding uh, across Delmarva. I do think one of our warnings did say potentially up to three feet of inundation, but I'm not sure if we actually got that. Um, yeah, for Monday morning, they were all about one to two feet of inundation okay. for the advisories and the warnings. And based off of the pictures that were sent into us, yeah. I think that's what a lot of places saw over the weekend. Yep. And again, I saw a lot of pictures from Ocean City, mm -hmm. um, a lot of pictures from Crisfield too. Uh, and the Indian River Inlet as well. Yeah. You know, I saw flooding, flooding there. So we have a lot of vulnerable areas on Delmarva. Um, let's go over Coastal Flood Advisory. So that's issued when coastal flooding is imminent or occurring, but it's not much of a threat. It's more of a nuisance flooding. So again, there can still be a bit of a threat. It's mostly just nuisance. Uh, and then when we go to coastal flood warning, uh, that's when the coastal flood, or that's coastal flood advisory. Coastal flood warning is when coastal flooding is imminent or occurring and it poses a threat. So that's when life and property is going mm -hmm. to become potentially, you know, a, a major problem. You gotta pay attention and, and there could be damage to cars or could be damage to your house. So when you see that warning, that's when you need to take action for any type of weather mm -hmm. warning. Uh, it just needs to let you know, you gotta, mm -hmm. you know, pay attention and, and know that we need to take action when there's a warning. And then advisory is just, you know, there could be some problems um, for nuisance minor flooding. And like Daniel so. was saying, a lot of people if you live in an area that does receive coastal flooding, in your head, you probably have a map of the roads yeah. that would probably be impacted. So when there's a coastal flood advisory or a coastal flood warning effect for your county, think of those roads because you know the alternate routes better than, let's say, your phone probably does. You probably know the way around these areas. So think of that when it comes to these types of instances. If you live in one of these coastal areas and your development, your neighborhood is flooded, best idea for most warnings is to stay inside and that's what you should do unless the flooding is too great. Then, um, you know, in the case of a major coastal flooding event, then you would probably need to evacuate then. Yeah, and it's good that we partner, you know, with the National National Weather Service. Mm. You know, they send us emails and updates, and we email them. Um, kind of a back-and-forth thing, and they pay attention because, again, they have um, hydrologists and people that are closely monitoring the waters. Mm -hmm. And they send us, you know, these, these maps of our, you know, local waterways, and they let us know whether we're expecting minor to moderate or, or major severe flooding. And again, this past weekend was mostly minor to moderate, but areas that saw that moderate flooding, you know, Southern Dorchester, Southern Somerset County, um, even down into portions of uh, Northampton County in Virginia, um, we had some school delays mm -hmm. and we had some problems on the roads because of the flooding. So it's good that we work with them. So we're all working together, to, you know, to keep yeah. everyone safe and, and issue these warnings out there. And again, it's the National Weather Service that issues these advisories and these warnings, and then it's our job to let the local, the locals know about it mm -hmm. and to just put that information out there. Yeah. And there's also tools for people if, you know, you want to see what your local river, creek, inlet is at. Um, 
water level wise usgs is a great resource and they yeah. post all of the water levels there the trends how far above average that body of water is i remember being in florida i mean surrounded by water like how we hear yeah. on delmarva and such a crucial tool especially you know during our like heavy rainfall months or sometimes there will be a system in the gulf of mexico that pushes that water on but doesn't impact us so coastal yeah. flooding is a huge concern i know they just had a lot of flooding in panama city beach and they were doing evacuations there i believe wow. it was last week one of my friends yeah. um, used to work at a news station there and now her husband's deployed there um, so she's been staying with him on base and their base was flooded and everything in that area yeah and you know not to get into a deep discussion about this, but there have been problems with Tangier Island, Smith Island, mm -hmm. I believe, with more flooding than what they've ever experienced before. Different islands, areas that are very vulnerable, that are literally surra surrounded by water. Like, we're learning that water levels are rising. Like, I'm not trying to get into global mm -hmm. warming, but, you know, water levels are rising. And it's something that people need to start really paying attention to because we're seeing more flooding than we've had in the past flooding that's more king tides that we've never seen yeah. before. Like Miami specifically, which mm -hmm. is why Ulysses mentioned it to us uh, earlier. He was talking to him because he's from that area. And he's saying, oh my gosh, the streets flood on normal mm -hmm. sunny days. Like it's becoming almost a norm in mm -hmm. Miami. And that's never happened before. So these areas that are like water level, sea level or below, like New Orleans especially, you know, these places are need to pay attention. Yeah, and a and good portion of Delmarva is at sea oh yeah, level. So exactly. something that would impact this area. Yeah, I mean, the video I saw from the Ocean City Inlet, I was literally there a week ago and beautiful. The water was nice, but where that water was rushing into the inlet, the, the ocean was literally going into the parking lot. Mm -hmm. So it was incredible to see. Yes, I know we've had coastal flooding before. This has happened decades and decades, but it just with the water levels rising, it's something that could become more of a persistent thing and mm -hmm. something that we see more often. Mm -hmm. so. And something everybody should be aware about. Yeah. So, you know, following us and tuning in to 47 ABC because yeah. we always give an update when these are issued. That's right. So maybe if you're thinking of buying oceanfront property yes. or property um, along water, do some research. You My know? parents always say, ask the neighbors. There you they go. They know. Yeah. Yep. No, uh, just check with people around and, and see, you know, mm -hmm. does this area flood a lot? What have you guys noticed? So it's always something important to look at. So USGS, that's a yes. great yeah, website to check things out too. So, but we're here, we're monitoring the weather, we're monitoring all types of weather, um, you know, potential flooding on sunny days, flooding from rainy days, um, all kinds of weather. So we're busy at times, especially when we're dealing with all this uh, coastal flooding, which we have been as of late, mm -hmm. but there's better weather ahead. I see 80s and it's starting. Today we're getting close to 80, um, but into the 80s for the end I of this week. I want fall. Oh, Sloan is done with the 80s. I'm done. I want, <laughs> I, if anybody knows, Ulysses has this conversation with me a lot about the air conditioning and we want <laughs> it to be cool enough outside where we don't need the air conditioning yeah. on anymore. That yeah. That's the weather I crave that year round. I'll take it. So but what about days like Monday when it was cool but cloudy and drizzly? No, I'm talking, you know, the sun's oh, out. Oh, picky, picky. It's like 65 <laughs> degrees outside. Sunroof open. Pretty much. Screen door Windows open. Windows open. 
Kona's ears are blowing in the wind. Oh, Kona, your doggy. <laughs> I love it. Well, I do want one more nice day. I'm, I'm liking these 80s. You want one more beach day is what I'm hearing. Yeah, maybe one more, <laughs> and then we can have a blizzard. No. No, no. We that's, that's jumping too, too far okay, ahead. Okay, jumping too far ahead. All right, I'll wait for that. I'll wait for that. All right. By the way, we'll put out our winter outlook soon. Yep. We got to start working on that. <laughs> All right, guys. Just putting on my to-do list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks so much for tuning in to this edition of Weatherwise. We'll be back next Wednesday. We'll bring you weather wisdom, right? Yep. All the time. Take care, everyone.